Welcome to another episode of Angry Girl Music of the Indie Rock Persuasion. I'm your host, Amanda Starling, here to talk to you about all things intersectional feminism, DIY, and of course, the music. Happy Super Tuesday! At least it is at the time of this episode dropping. We are knee-deep in the primary elections, so I'd be remiss not to tell you to get out and vote in your state's elections. But most importantly, remember to vote in all elections, from local legislative matters and your local city council up to national levels. Everything impacts you. And you know what? It doesn't always feel like our voices are being heard, but this is your shot to make yours join a whole chorus of folks to be heard louder. And you know what? If you're in a position of privilege where you have citizenship, you're able to be registered to vote at all or can get to a polling location, it's up to you to speak not just for yourself, but for every person who can't get to that ballot, who can't access that ballot. So speak up for all of us and especially for you. It's really important. And also, hey, vote Bernie. Um, but now onto this week's guests. I'm joined by one of the most talked about bands in independent music right now. That snarls. Chloe and Riley joined me to share so much of what they've worked on, including their new record, Burst, arriving through Take This to Heart Records. The Columbus, Ohio four-piece has mastered catchy, meaningful pop that is just explosive in their debut full-length record. The pair really shared how the record is centered on growing up, accepting not knowing what's next, and figuring it out all along the way as they enter the next chapters of their lives, along with the experiences that they've had in their past, too. So this is a really awesome record. Chloe and Riley are amazing talking about Burst. So with that, let's hear some more music off of Burst and then get into the interview with Snarls.
welcome to Angry Girl Music and the Indie Rock Persuasion. How are things going for both of you? Um, today, specifically, has been quite interesting, but in general, very good. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, at least. Today's just been a lazy Sunday. You know how, you know how that goes. So really chill, really chill. Thank That's you. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks so much for joining. If you don't mind for my listeners, do you mind introducing yourself so they can tell whose voice is you? <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, I'm Riley Hall or Riley Dean. I do have some like solo music released okay. under Riley Dean, but my name is Riley Hall from Snarls. Um, I'm Chloe White from Snarls. Awesome. Well, welcome Riley and Chloe. It's so awesome to hang out with you and talk to you about all the awesome things that you're doing in music. And our dogs. And our dogs. Our dogs are here. Um, our listeners won't get to see them, unfortunately. Maybe we'll have to post some pictures or something, but <laughs> the dogs are chilling too, which is nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm really stoked to talk to you about all the things that you're doing at Snarls. You are an awesome mm-hmm. band, and mm-hmm. I feel like uh, y'all, y'all are based out of Columbus, right? Yes, yeah. that is right. That's awesome. I keep hearing so many great bands are coming out of Ohio right now, and it's it's wild. I'm y- y'all got to be really proud of that, honestly. I feel like it's that's about okay. No, I no, not that I want to say that. No, okay. So people outside of Ohio, I feel like think it's just sports, but I'm in the music scene. So to me, it feels just like music. So <laughs> music and sports. Is, yeah in bars (laughs) we are are proud of it that sounds like fun honestly yeah dude something for everyone i love it that 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 should be the motto for ohio something for everybody yeah for real (laughs) (laughs) there are some like really good bands in ohio right now and good people that have just come out of ohio there's Mm -hmm. like like the thing is there's nothing else to do Besides jam with your friends? Other than jam with your friends, play some sports, or, like, play cornhole. (laughs) Okay, I love a mean game of cornhole, though. Sorry. (laughs) Her and I are the queens of getting off topic. No, that's okay. Cornhole rules, and we let this conversation go however we like. Amazing. Nice. Yeah. It's so awesome to hear more about, honestly, like, regular life. It's as much fun as it is to talk about music and stuff. It's cool to... (laughs) hear about all the other stuff that goes on yeah. and everything and cornhole champ sounds great yeah <laughs> i suck at cornhole but i like playing it i'm all right i'm all right it's been a while i need to get i usually have to warm up though i need like a warm, warm, up. warm up round like a warm i up. do too though because it's like once you start playing for probably a good like 15 minutes to half an hour then it's like yeah everything's loose i can i might actually be able to get some of these yeah, <laughs> yeah when you get one in finally you're like yes <laughs> right it's it's extremely satisfying I used to be one of those people it's like I don't get cornhole but now that I've played enough times I'm like oh I see what it is yep conclusion yeah. <laughs> is good things out of Ohio is good music and cornhole <laughs> I like that I think that's a that's that's probably true honestly yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh well I'm stoked to get to know you both this is really awesome and um yeah, you're really just- sweet Thanks. Let's just get into it. Um, so when did you each kind of first begin to like play music and kind of start to find your interest in music? Well, I have always just been in a music musical family, I guess. My mom has always surrounded me with music. That's really, that's really who like surrounded me with music the most was like my mother and my mother's side of the family. 
but you know, my mom listens to so many different genres of music. And when I was little, I would listen to, you know, Avril Lavigne, um, the album Losing Grip. I would listen to that album a lot. We had that album and we had, my mom had a lot of like soul music and like, she's really funky and she loves like old R&B. So she has an old, like a older boys to men album. It had like end of the road on it. I know. remember that song. That was my favorite song off that album actually. <laughs> and she had like Joss Stone and she had India Ree. But like, then again, I've also grown up on the Dixie Chicks and, you know, kind of country stuff like that as well. And my mom likes Patty Griffin a lot. She's more of just like a singer songwriter, you know, acoustic type style. But yeah, I've been surrounded by music my entire life, but I didn't pick it up and like really realize that it was my thing until I was about 10 years old. I got a guitar for Christmas. My uncle got me a little cheap, it was pink. It's like a pink guitar and it has like <laughs> Heart for the sound hole. It was like a heart cutout. Oh, it was really cute. cute. I had that for a long time. That's when I learned. And yeah, and then it's just been been playing for ten years now because I'm twenty. That's there's that for me. So yeah. what about you, Chloe? Um, similar to Riley, I didn't pick it up till way later, but it's strange. I did not have a like musical family per se. Like my mom and dad like listen to music. I'm an only child, also. Um, not also to Riley. She is a brother, but anyway, I'm an only child, and um. Yeah, they grew up, like, listening to lots of different stuff, but it's always something, it's something that I always knew I wanted to do. Like, I would daydream about it, like, at five, like, to ten, and, like, I would daydream about, like, being a pop star, and I would, like, write songs, um, just sing them. I've been singing since I could talk, um, and then my dad got a guitar, and then I asked him to teach me a chord, and then I ended up kind of stealing his guitar and taking over from there when I was like 15. So not that long ago, but shortly after her and I met and then started doing collaborative stuff. And I feel like that's when it really like, I was like, oh, I like that a lot. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's been, a, it's been a, like a short journey thus far, but not over, so yeah. That's, that's really awesome, though, and the fact that you're both playing music together, it's amazing, and the fact that you're able to, like, put together this really awesome band is even more so. Like, I really love what you're doing, and you. how, did you, how did you two meet? Oh, my God. I was actually about to bring oh that up. Oh, my God. Um, it's the cutest story. I'll keep it short. Okay. I'll tell the short yeah, version, because yeah, yeah. it gets really, like, long and, like, Because we both ramble cute. about it, because we're like, guys, it's so cute. cute. <laughs> Um, I'll like take it all the way back. So actually, Mick and Max are other bandmates. Uh -huh. Um, their mom and Riley's mom went to high school together. Um, grew Mick, up. Mick and Max are siblings. In case people don't know that. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. So their mom and Riley's mom went to high school together. So Riley, Mick, and Max have known each other since they were like really little. No, so since we have been out of the womb, we have known about each other. Yeah. <laughs> and I, Riley and I transferred to, um, the same charter high school. We were all going to the same school. Um, Riley and I met on the first day cause literally cause we were wearing the same pair of vans. I went up to her and I was like, I like your vans. Can we 
please fucking sit together. Sorry. Um, can we please sit together? I'm so nervous. Um, you can cut that out. I apologize. Um, you can curse. This podcast is safe for any kind of cursing or goofiness. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> but um, so I met Riley and then at that school. Um, and then like a couple months in, one of the administrators comes to me and is like, Chloe, you need to meet this girl, Mick. She reminds me a lot of you. She's going to do a songwriting workshop. You should go join it after school. So I went and met Mick. I run to Riley, not knowing that they knew each other since like birth. And I was like, Riley, you have to meet this girl, Mick Martinez. She's amazing. And Riley was like, what the heck? I've known her forever. So anyway, um, <laughs> Riley and I met at school and then the band kind of just formed after yeah. that strange, like, order of like outer connections it yeah, yeah it's like yeah. it was meant to be kind of so. it's so weird because like you know you would and like talking about it now even mm-hmm. our our families my family and mick and max's family and are just like it has to be meant to be that snarls is us because mm-hmm. there i don't know how you met mick completely like separate from me yeah, I know, because y'all are tight. Like, like, you came to me, they were like, you need to meet this chick. She's, the, like, so cool. And I'm sitting here, I'm like, girl, I've known this woman since I was a baby. Yeah. This <laughs> to me. And we had, like, a, before Snarls was the group it is now, we had, it was just us three in the beginning, and we wrote Lonely, and we had, like, a different band name. Just us yeah. three girls, mm-hmm. uh, Mick Riley and I. And then we went through like a few drummers and we had keys at one point, which is uh, Mick and Max's other sibling, Maya. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we were like, wait, why don't we ask Max to play drums? Cause he plays drums. <laughs> yeah. And then it was awesome. So yeah, a lot of trial and error and funny, like small world shit. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's so cool though. Cause it does, it, it makes it sound like y'all were pretty much faded at that point to be a band. Yeah, mm-hmm. sounds like a movie. It does. There could be like a really good like teen movie about this. Yeah, and it would be very wholesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. you got me thinking. <laughs> Later, next career. next music video. Much to think about. That's so funny. Um, we were kind of brainstorming an idea for a music video that was like it's similar to that. So yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. So maybe cool. in the near future. Not well, near future being. Five years. That's wild. I love hearing that though. That's so cool. How did y'all yeah. land on the name Snarls for your band? I literally because it sounded cool. I think yeah. someone said it. It was it was with the three us three. The ladies. The ladies. Um and someone said it. We no, like, someone said the snarls. And then we were the snarls. Yeah, and then we were like, ooh, the snarls sounds really cool. But then we were like um drop the the drop the the because that's too cheesy and (laughs) And like one one name bands are like really in right now i feel like yeah it's true or it's like we're riding that one name one word wave one word wave yeah (laughs) but yeah literally because someone said it and we were like that's really cool sounds cool Mm -hmm. and we all like i guess like that's if you want a cuter answer well i guess (laughs) it also it was just like, I feel like my thought process a little bit when I heard that for the first time, it was like us ladies, you know, five foot three little ladies are fronting this band called Snarls. <laughs> and it's like someone else 
just hears the band name like it sounds like punk to me like yeah snarls you know like it's um packing some heat yeah may, like might, <laughs> if you have and you just hear the name you might think it's like a hardcore band but you like, might you might you might i might. i feel like the more people get to know us though they're gonna realize what a little bitch snarls is and <laughs> like one and, little bitch yeah except <laughs> mix mix sick yeah <laughs> that's awesome i love it well yeah. you know when you have a cool name you can draw some pretty interesting people out to the show so i mean yeah. that's the start right yeah. yeah i feel like yeah um similar to that like if i saw that name like just on a record i've picked up like records or cds before just because the art or the name is cool so yeah i was like that's one of those names i think so mm-hmm. i hope i hope i don't know because i'm in it so yeah but I, I mean, I was, I was intrigued whenever James sent over your stuff and I was just like, Snarls, I've heard that name before. And then I started looking like, oh yeah, this is going to be sick. I have to talk to them. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'm glad that worked. It's uh, voodoo on you. It did. It works. I, I'm all, all it takes is an interesting name and a cool background and I'm in. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Me too. I'm a sucker for that. So that's how it goes. I love it. I love it. Well, um, I am so fascinated by um, the influences and I like how you've shaped the sound that you have because it's so um, interesting to me. What I, I wouldn't begin to know how to describe you. What do you go by for like your whenever people ask you like what, how do you describe your sound as a band? We usually just pull like stuff that we all listen to, but uh, just to sum that up, we all have very wide tastes in music so we all pull from everywhere and you know from every genre but we all like different artists within each genre too so there's just there's influence after influence after influence it's a huge melting pot of everything i kind of feel like um so yeah it's like hard for me to like explain it and give that little tiny bio of like right sound it's definitely like lyrically I pulled pop, poppy. Well, I pull straight li- lyrical structure. Pop. Yeah, yeah. Lyrical mm-hmm. structure is pop all the way. And, I, I, and for me too, especially, I feel like I'm a pop. Slut. I love Kesha. <laughs> I, love, I love Kesha. I love Lady Gaga. I love Halsey. Like shamelessly. Like I was listening to Kesha Cannibal album literally yesterday. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's like my melodies, and that's where I pull a lot of that inspo. But like, just like content wise it's straight from my journals like I feel like we kind of just subconsciously like let the music like this sounds so corny oh my god but it kind of just comes out truly like like before we know it I feel like it's written and it's the song wrote itself and we're just like okay yeah so I hope that answered your question (laughs) kind of that question's really hard for us I'm sorry um don't, don't apologize. If anything, it's like, I, I love whenever I can't quite put a band into a box. It's like my favorite thing. And the fact that um, there is pop influence there for sure. But it's like, I feel like you just play with so many different sounds to where it's like, yeah. it can have almost like that dreamy vibe. It can have that like indie rock vibe. It just depends, I feel like, on the song itself. And that's really yeah. nice. We do like 90s alternative a lot. Mm-hmm. People will tell us that all the time. And I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Just like with like, not, not like in a bad way, just like the simplicity of our songs yeah. is very nineties. Mm-hmm. I feel so. 
there's not too. I also like a lot of nineties bands. Yeah. So that yeah, probably makes sense. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like you leaned more into that more so with, um, with burst than, uh, mm-hmm. your earlier music before, how do you kind of start to shape your voice for this specific record? Man, like I said, I, 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 I don't know. know. It just Here's, kind of okay. happened. I don't know. I feel like, like with the first EP that we released, mm-hmm. the little self-titled EP, it was like the first year of us being a band and we were like, okay, we need to have something on Spotify. Cause like, and props to Mick for all of this, like logical and like all the logistics, I mean. Early on. Cause she had the most and still has the most experience, you know, with like music industry logistics, you know, business aspects and everything. Cause she did go to Capitol for uh, music tech, music tech. Mm-hmm. So she learned about all that stuff and she was like able to network and everything. So she was like, okay guys, we got to have something on Spotify so that there are people alone. Yeah. So that people can at least just look us up on Spotify mm-hmm. point blank. There you go. Yeah. So we kind of just like threw, kind of threw it together, I guess we weren't not like not so sloppy, yeah. but it was like, like at the time we were all like, dude, this is so sick. Like this is such a cute, cool little EP, like a little punky, like rock little EP. Like we're so excited. But, and you know, that was, you know, really great. And then we released it and it was great. And it was all fun. And I don't know. I feel like. Well, so as we got more comfortable with each other, I feel like I started singing more honest songs. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that record really captures like yeah. the growth that we're all enduring because we're kids. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like that the 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 record is shaped by no it's shaped by nothing that i have control of it's shaped by like inevitable growth mm-hmm. and things that just kind of are happening to us cuz we're young adults um yeah yeah i feel like and i feel like you know it's snarl started picking up a little bit and we were able to like book our own tours. And I feel like at that point when we were, even though they were just DIY tours at that point, you know, it was still something that we booked independently and it's something that we were doing independently and we were still, you know, growing as well. So I feel like at that point we were and maybe you with your songwriting, you know, we were all just like, Oh shit. Like this could happen. What the fuck? This could fucking happen. And like, mm-hmm. this is all of our dreams. So I, f- I feel like then we really honed, like really honed into a specific sound, not looking for what we have now, you know, you know, we were just like, okay, well, that EP was fun. We honed in on the things like we would look at our songs and be like, I like this about it. I like it when you do that. And so, Mm -hmm. yeah, we really started distinguishing, I guess what we, I don't know. Yeah. I guess what we liked about those songs very specifically Mm -hmm. yeah I'm sorry we don't have like a constructive like concrete answer Mm -hmm. I'm as you ask these I'm kind of also starting to ask myself these questions I don't I've never asked myself these questions oh my dog in the back I'm so sorry that I keep (laughs) like (laughs) your dog looks like your dog's like actually listening to your answers and like keeps moving the head like they're kind of like nodding for a second like it's such a so cute in tune with me I swear to god when she, um, she's got like some back issues, so she has to be like on bed rest or crate rest. There's yeah. A TV, there's a TV right in front of us. 
Aww. and put on like a like a puppy nice. special like <laughs> lure on youtube and she will just sit there and watch it like she Aww. will definitely watch it no she she knows she knows that's fantastic no i can tell she's very smart i just like literally saw her kind of get between you both and then <laughs> there, like listening attentively like she knows exactly what you're talking about like oh yeah you know finding our sound and music and like how it's changed between the music yeah i know exactly what they're talking about she's like, oh yes i was there <laughs> i was there it was so cute <laughs> yeah we rehearse in my basement so she hears it all oh that's awesome i yeah. love that yeah that's so cool um <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> no, don't, don't, no, literally us. Like you're, you're totally fine. Oh my gosh, that's good. <laughs> I hope we answered your question. Not yes, you did. Answer. Okay. Yeah, no, it sounded awesome, honestly. And yeah, honestly, a lot of this stuff you don't start to realize the answers until you start talking them through. I yeah. know, even for me, when I've done interviews, like where people throw questions at me, I'm like, "Wow, well, I didn't think about that before," kind of thing. Yeah. So yeah, that's the fun part of doing this. You really get to explore that. Yeah. So when you were kind of talking about kind of like finding your sound and stuff and like how um, a lot of your music is surrounding kind of growing up now, especially within first, that's something that kind of stood out to me big time was it seemed like it was like a theme throughout this new record of you kind of addressing like this next chapter of adulthood that you're kind of going through and all the experiences that kind of come with it. Most definitely. Um, that's what's happening. It's scary. Um, I've got like three journals full of just fear entries yeah. <laughs> um yeah I don't know and I feel like yeah all of us in our personal lives too just all relate on that mm -hmm. you know Max is in college his freshman year of college and you know I did a semester of college like two years ago and then I dropped out Hi, Lottie. <laughs> She's putting her head on my shoulder right now. Lottie's literally like, I know that struggle. I wasn't at college, but I know it. <laughs> but I don't know. It's like, I'm, I'm just super emotional as it is, as, as in everyone though, I guess. But yeah. Well, like, I mean, I'm going to probably make myself sound ancient here, but like, it wasn't that long ago that I remember just like kind of figuring out, it's like, what the hell do I do next? And like, there's all this change with people I know my age who are all going in different directions and yeah, there's a lot going on there and trying to figure out who you are and what you'll put up with. And yes. Um, yeah, but that record too, I'm proud of the aspects in it too that are like, it's not just about like being sad about like not being young and like mm -hmm. carefree anymore. It's like, you know, people leave, like it's harsh realities. Like people will leave you, like people will stab you in the back. Mm -hmm. People will, and you have to kind of like pick your family, pick your, pick the people that matter and like, don't, don't like put too much on your plate. It's like those harsh realities that kind of slap you in the face too. So, um, I listen to that record and cry all the time when something bad happens. <laughs> <laughs> it's super relevant. Um, I think it will be for a while just cause people never stop being shitty. I feel like so. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. And you really confront a lot of stuff. Like I remember um, I was listening back on like, for example, hair, like that one, a lot of the whole, like, if I got just the strong intention from y'all of like the whole, like, I'm me, you're not going to tell me what to do or how to change and everything. I thought that was really awesome and strong and aware. Um, what was it like writing and putting together that one? We were that together in the yeah, sitting room. It was yeah, cathartic, I guess. Like, and I don't know, like, 
I've always wanted to write a cool song that's just like, you know, femme rock, like, don't tell me what to do, like, you know, blah, blah, blah. fuck you. Like that cliche kind of thing, but mm-hmm. I didn't want it to sound cliche, you know, because I feel like all those songs are like upbeat, alt rock, but it's just like sad lyrics. But this one's like slower. And mm-hmm. I like, right now, I'm into a lot of like kind of slow grooves. Like, I'm listening to a lot of like, doom metal all that so like mm. really slow heavy grooves so that hair is like my shit riley <laughs> riley has been there through like all of my breakups i'm the hoe of the band um <laughs> through all of my breakups and has seen me like throw up over shitty boys and that's that song is about one of them i remember like her and i were just like talking trash about this man and then we wrote this song (laughs) and um not to give him that much credit um yeah that song's badass I could have written that anyway um I'm kidding but uh yeah that I feel like we have a few angry songs all this will end too um that's a slower song off the record with a more angsty end there's so much angst in our songs, man. Yeah. I'm sorry. We keep I love it, it. We keep it angsty. Sometimes you got to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that song, writing that was just like, I don't know. All, I feel like whenever Riley and I write a song, like just us, when we start a song together, it usually starts with us like venting mm-hmm. to each other. And then one of us grabs a guitar. Like it literally is a music video. Yeah. It's so funny. They're like, yeah, we'll rant about something. And then we'll be like, okay, anyways, I have this progression I want to show you. And then we'll just write a song. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome, though, because it's like you're able to take a situation and, like, you know, turn it into something that's creative and productive and stuff. And, you know, it's so yeah. easy to just, like, stew. But, like, at least you're, mm-hmm. like, putting that energy into something that, like, kind of, like, becomes a silver lining out of whatever bullshit you're facing. You're like, hey, but at least I wrote a sick song, and, like, look at all these riffs I applied to it. One mm-hmm. of my favorite lyrics of all time um, is a song by Courtney Barnett. They're from a song by Courtney Barnett called Hopelessness, and it's, like, Hopefulness. t- hopefulness. Hopefulness. Okay. Excuse me. We've coined the song. But the lyrics from it are, uh, take your broken heart and turn it into art. And yep. I think about that all the time. So exactly what you said. Yeah. That is how I cope with most things. Yeah. You did that really well with like marbles too. The whole feeling of like, yeah, I'm losing my mind and I'm frustrated about it and mm-hmm. trying to like cope through all that. That song is first of all, jam. And Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. And, and second, it's just like, I really appreciate how like just truthful it feels about the frustrations that you can have. Like what was kind of the approach with that one? Um, I wrote that song actually with someone outside of the band. Mm-hmm. Um, we were just like screwing around in my basement and um, her name's Evie and that lyric, like, I don't know. I think we just like, there wasn't really an approach. I think I just like wrote that song with my friend. Um, this, the uh, lyric about the gold chain, she always wears a gold chain. So that's, that's definitely a reference to her. Um, other than that, 
no really approach with that. I think, like I said, we were just writing and messing around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, I wish I had like better, more interesting answers. It's just like our songs just kind of like. <laughs> hey, sometimes that's the best luck to have is your songs just to come out and then you've got them and then people like me can just like enjoy them and be really stoked on it. <laughs> but the, like, I feel like I don't have answers for them a lot of the time is because my, the, the process between me feeling upset and writing a song, mm-hmm. that time is so short. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's like that direct flow, I feel like, and that direct translation. So like, I don't necessarily like always have artistic direction consciously like while I'm writing it it just like is a flow of my emotion and so like I'm like there it is which is beautiful like not at all in a bragging way it's just like that's what happens and so yeah that that's me <laughs> that makes it nice though because it's like you yeah. know the fact that you can just like take that energy and just like unconsciously be able to put something together is really productive and awesome honestly thank you, thank you. yeah definitely and like um, I really liked Walk in the Woods, especially the video that y'all put together for it. It looked mm-hmm. like it was so much fun for you just kind of like goof off and dance around and sing yeah. together. What was it like making that? Oh my God, we didn't even have a tripod. We had like so four fun. books. Yeah, it was fun. It was we, so fun. We uh, had like three different backdrops that we like taped to my TV. They kept falling off. Um, no, like it is so DIY. It was so fun. Um, I love that. They like attacked me with balloons at the end. We had Lottie behind me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mick directed and shot all of that. Um, I love working with her because shit just gets done. And she has yeah. like such a concentrated vision of like what she wants to see and like the final product, like upon starting. It really makes me jealous sometimes. I'm like, <laughs> what the hell? Like, how do you just get to do that? That's not like, that's crazy. Like that her, her visions all the time are just so crystal clear. So anyway, really fun, really impressive. Yeah. Working with my baby. I love that too. Yeah. It was just fun to just like let loose Mm -hmm. with each other to our own song too. And it's like, okay, well, this is our music video. Like this is for us. So let's just have fun. Yeah. And like Max and I weren't that tight yet either. And like, I remember like at least just not finally com- just not like comfortable with each other yeah um but I remember like finally goofing off like I I, I goof off and annoy him a lot I feel like but he, he tolerated it more than usual that time so I, <laughs> I, I felt him warming up to me that day too so yeah that's good and like yeah. it's it's funny because um watching the video you know how um, when you look out into a crowd and you see folks like dancing and singing to your music and stuff and you see mm-hmm. how energetic and excited they are about the music. It was cool because I felt like with the way that you shot the video, and the, maybe it was the way that Mick set it up or just uh, just how y'all were feeling when you were filming it. But it's like it felt like you had that same excitement for your own music. And that was really cool. Mm-hmm. That's my one of my favorite songs. Like I listen to that song in my car all the time. Like I've that's very true I, I love that song like and that's not true with all the music that I write mm-hmm. um but I really like that song so yeah yeah it's yeah. definitely like a nice bop that we have yeah. like you know definitely like more poppy sound pop sound mm-hmm. but I like that you know it's mm-hmm. it's it's funny because like when I first started being in a band I kind of thought that I just wanted to be in like some heavy ass like hardcore band like mm-hmm. I, like my dream was like 
a punk fan like 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 messy punk i guess like garage punk fan band mm-hmm. writing the music that we make like girlpool what if they like took steroids and lifted weights like girlpool voice <laughs> with vandale sound ah like that vandale is a columbus gem check them out they're playing our album release show march 6th they're fucking sick anyways yeah. <laughs> but we started writing the more poppy stuff and like i was never opposed to that ever like, you know, it was all, like, super melodic and beautiful, and it's not, like, you know, just, like, we're just making mainstream pop. Like, we're still using guitars and have, like, chorus and the guitar tone and, and well, not reverb yet, but that we have delay and everything, and it's so dreamy. And it's, like, I never thought that this kind of music would be the most sincere. Mm. And, like, would be, yeah, like, the most sincere stuff I've, made ever like yeah especially like my sophomore and junior year of high school I was getting to like rock and everything and I was like yeah I'm edgy what about (laughs) so now Rylan I enter emo phase is late yeah now we're like peak emo phase yeah I mean I have a mullet on my head and I have purple bangs I am I mean 20s on time as far as I'm concerned that's when I hit my emo phase yeah Um, I I haven't really left it is the thing but There's not a lot of people, like, I feel like in my social circle, though, that were, like, emos as kids. Mm-hmm. And, like, to them, if, this is totally a joke, by the way, but, like, if you're, like, not, if you were an emo as a kid, like, your, your opinion just is not as valid now as an emo because you're late. You're late. To the party. And I'm, like, you know, it's, like, so-and-so has entered the chat, and it's, like, three hours later. Yep. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, that's that's where I feel like I'm at, but I'm trying my best to catch up. I've always been an emo at art, but not on the outside. I see this is gonna make me sound super dated here, but like I'll put it this way. People are like that whenever I was younger, more so along the lines of like, if you weren't seen, then you don't know what you're talking about. And I'm just like, What? And I didn't have a scene face because I'm like, I have a Mexican mom. She was not gonna let me like Yeah. Die- or pink and wear like thick eyeliner. I was Maybe gonna like, get you know, you yeah. I'm yeah. like, no, no skulls on t-shirts for God's sake, much less anything else. So, yeah. um, that's why I always laugh about that stuff. Cause I'm just like, Psh. no, it's yeah. like, what the heck are you guys talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. I wanted, I wanted to be seen so bad when I was like 12. Mm-hmm. Yup, same. I wanted it so bad, but it's not like it's not that I don't think my mom wouldn't have let me. Like, now that I'm thinking about it, my mom totally would have let me do that. It was just, I was too afraid to ask. So I was like, because <laughs> it was also like, if I went to school looking like that, yep. it would not go down well. So, my mom wouldn't let me dye my hair. So, fuck you, mom. I'm just kidding. I love you, mom. My mom, <laughs> I tell my mom that all the time. I'm like, you, ma'am, wouldn't let me dye my hair purple when I wanted it. And that's why it's every color under the rainbow now. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Really. Yeah, dude, yeah. when I come home with a new hair color, she's like, why? And I'm like, because this is, I'm, this is for all of the years that you didn't <laughs> let me do that. It, I don't think, I was never, like, not allowed to dye my hair. Because, like, the first time I dyed my hair, I just got highlights when I was, like, 10. My mom did it herself, so she was like, I don't give a fuck. I'm just going to give you highlights. Like, mm-hmm. It's not like I'm dying your whole head bright orange when you're 10 years old. Oh, yeah. Williams. Yeah. I still... 
but yeah it was like I was afraid to put that on myself but now yeah. mm-hmm. fuck you this is do fine. what you but want now yeah I know I pretty much got all I got a lot of that out now when I, that I have like I got a tattoo at one point and I'm just kind of like, yeah, I do what the fuck I want and it's fine. (laughs) But that was me kind of like, obviously because I wanted it and it's for me, but there was a tiny part of me that was just like, yeah, this is revenge for not letting me be seen. Granted, she saved me from having really bad haircuts and like possibly embarrassing photos, but. (laughs) That's their point though. They're like, if you didn't go through the scene phase and look like actual, like you woke up you like slept for four days. Yep. Then they're like, well, you can't talk to me because I went through shitty haircuts. <laughs> yeah. My mom didn't let me out of this, so I feel you. Yeah. Went through tubs of manic panic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm like, you spend your allowance on manic panic? That shit's expensive, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Manic panic's expensive. Mm-hmm. I go to, I spend my allowance on ice skating. what'd you you spend your allowance on did you have an allowance i did i bought i bought a lot of cds because yeah a lot of cds and they were because of okay i grew up loving the teen night dramas of the mid the early to mid 2000s so Mm -hmm. like the one tree hill the whole like um like that 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 was literally my whole life for years i found out about like oh gosh so many bands from there everything from small brown bike to fallout boy to jack's mannequin all kinds of stuff like you know just because that was like my culture growing up and everything and then it all just kind of like spiraled into what eventually became my interest in like independent music with like indie punk indie pop and all that stuff but like mm-hmm. it all it all you couldn't always trace my trajectory very clearly and stuff but like I was like buying cds or like if I wasn't buying them I was checking them out from the library because for some reason my library had like a sick collection of cds oh did you have a like a portable player yeah a briefly player. briefly nice. um it didn't take me long to get an ipod thank god um because <laughs> I begged for one but uh yeah I mean Lottie it's not your turn to speak yeah, because mostly whenever I was in high school, by then it was like, okay, everybody had at least iPods and stuff. So, like, uh, there were a lot of, like, sleepovers with girlfriends where we would literally just download each other's music, and it was sick, but. Oh, yeah. hell yeah. It's like yeah. trading cards, but better. Yeah, like, you know, because we were, we were at the point of, like, playlists instead of mixtapes. So, like, if anything, we were just, like, swapping those with each other kind of thing, and mm-hmm. it was awesome, but. Yeah, my allowance was mostly on that stuff and, like, going to the movies, I guess. I don't know. It's so funny when I hear people talk about, like, the whole emo and scene stuff, especially with, like, kind of the gatekeepy side of it, because I always laugh, because I'm like, eh, there's nothing more emo than being a teenager in Florida, because everything's sweaty and gross and hot. You can't be any more miserable than that. (laughs) No, I've had this conversation so many times. I forget who asked me, I wish I could remember, because it was, like, a golden question. I'm sure this question, this question, I feel like, no, you know what it was? They, when they asked me, they were, like, this was a question in an Avril Lavigne interview, and they were, like, what does punk mean to you? Like, like, how do you get to call yourself a punk? And she's, like, well, it's not punk to call yourself a punk. And I, like, same way about being emo and scene, like, just be emo and scene. Post your pics and go. Be emo and scene and leave. Just be emo and scene. Just do it. It's true. When I was in college, we had this thing where 
This is when hipsters are really starting to become a thing. Oh, yeah. And we were just like, okay, if you say that you're a hipster, you're not a hipster. But if you deny that you're a hipster, you're 1,000% a hipster. Oh, yes. my God. Beyond 1,000%. <laughs> Absolutely. It was hilarious. And, uh, yeah, I always laughed about that because I'm like, oh, my God, that's actually a thing. And it's kind of true is the best part. So it's like, I don't know, just do your thing. Be yeah. Extra. That's well. our motto here at Snarls Co. Yes, let's go. Yeah. I love it. That's that's what y'all do best. And I feel like you did a great job showing that within Burst. That's for sure. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm excited for everybody here at this March. That's for sure. Um, do you have a favorite song on the record or one that you're really stoked on? Mm, that's a good question. Mine by far is falling. Um, it's just twinkly and fun. I love American football. Mm-hmm. And they're just, they're my twinkle kings is what I call them. Twinkle kings. I I really hope that Mike Kinsella hears that at some point. Oh talking. my God. If Mike Kinsella would hear anything I have to say, that would be <laughs> great. He, one time he replied to my, one of my tweets and this is a fangirl moment, but I was like, oh my God, he noticed me. And then <laughs> I logged off. <laughs> that's, that's I'm done for the day. I've been noticed yeah. by Mike Kinsella. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think. I think my favorite song is Burst. That's a great song, yeah. It's just such a good song. Thank you. And I feel like, and it's just like the whole meaning of that song and like how it shaped the whole album. Yeah. Is like really important to me. Mm-hmm. And like, especially with it being our debut album. Like okay. Our, our first LP. Like that's this well, when you put it that way, that's probably my favorite song too. Yeah. But like, to listen to It's Falling. Absolutely. Yeah, but content-wise, I agree with you. Burst, because I now yeah. I'm like I remember writing that song. Um, I was in, <laughs> uh, I was at Bonnaroo in an RV when I wrote Burst, and oh, I wrote yeah? it. I wrote it on a cigar box guitar that my friend's dad had bought for me there at the festival for my birthday, because it was like around my birthday. Um, and I, uh, oh, that's not at all around my birthday. I do not know why I said that. I'm so tired. Um, but anyway, it was an early birthday gift. Wow. My birthday's in September, like not June or July. Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, I was like real loopy, just, you know, post-festival, like, I think it was like day two or something. I don't know. I was really tired. Um, and I like had a midday nap and I literally dreamt that it was my funeral and there were fireworks. And then I wrote a song just about like, think about life and how grateful I am to be alive with the people that stick around, so. And I I think, was that the first song that we wrote for this record? Or did- I think with the knowledge, I think with the knowledge that we were putting a record together, yes. We had uh, had other songs written. Yeah. But I think that one came like shortly after Concrete. Yeah, because yeah, this verse like set the whole emotional precedent of this album, I feel. And like, yeah, I feel like writing something like that. And when we wrote Burst, like we finally found the sound that we were looking for. And like when I we feel would like, play that song like three times every yeah, like song. when we first wrote it and like played it all together, we were all just like, shit. <laughs> okay, we can do. We can vibe with that. We can she, vibe with it. We can vibe with it. She, that's kind of good. Yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, and it was, and, like, again, like, what it's about, too, mm-hmm. is, like, yeah, so relevant to us emotionally. 
Yeah. And I'm, I'm really happy that this is the message that's on our first album. And then this is, you know, what we're writing about. Cause it's, again, cause it's just so incredibly relevant to me mm-hmm. and everyone else. And that's what I like, that's like what I want in my, in anything, anything that I write ever. That's what I want. I want people to think it's relevant mm-hmm. emotionally, you know, cause. Well, I feel like if you, if you, like we can't resonate with it, then it's not like authentic. Obviously, yeah. Cause yeah. Like, I mean, not obviously, I mean, not every artist ever that's made art is emotionally invested or connected with the art they're making. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I would be, I've said this before. Um, I would be content if that record, like if we had it pressed and it just sat in a dark room in a box and collected dust, like I would be content because I'm just happy that like we made it, you know, like yeah. it's such a, it really captured like the, our dynamic, like as people and like, mm-hmm. yeah, sorry. I like get so um, fucking cheesy because I love my bandmates. <laughs> Gushy. I love them so much. That's good though. You're supposed yeah. to feel that way about your bandmates to be able yeah. to like be creative together. That's awesome. And yeah. Yeah, yeah, it feels like you did a really great job just capturing like a really relevant personal time capsule. Yeah, yeah this chapter you. of your life. Thank you. Um, I know that y'all mentioned that, of course, you want your music to feel relevant, but like, what else do you really want your listeners to get out of Burst? Tears. Tears. <laughs> You're the I'm second not- band who's told me that today. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love it. For real, like emotional processing. Like I said, that time that I, the time that's in between me feeling something and writing a song is really short. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to be there for people because a lot of the times, like I have nobody but my guitar. Right. Like, and I know how much, like, I've listened to music when I'm like bawling my eyes out in my car and like, then my favorite song at that time will come on, then I'll like immediately like feel better mm-hmm. or something like that. Or just something that really like resonates with me at that moment. I can cry and then like reflect. I don't know. I I process emotion very slowly and deeply and um, I want to help other people do that. Though I'm not a licensed therapist, so please don't depend on me. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I guarantee you that some of these songs of like, of course they resonate with me now still, but like, I guarantee you if I heard 20 when I was younger, that would have probably like emotionally slapped me upside the head in like the best way possible. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it was just like, that was just so huge. Yeah. Like, I love that you're doing that. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of what I want from mm-hmm. this album too, is for people to just like have an epiphany, mm-hmm. I guess, about themselves and their emotions yes. and their life and where they are, who they are. Cause that's what was happening with me when we were writing this album. Mm-hmm. Like I had just dropped out of college and I was just starting to work and I still haven't moved out of my mom's house by the way, which is fine. It's uh, I'm okay with that right now. But like, it was just all that confusion. And I was, I was really depressed at that point in my life because college was not what I wanted to do, but I did it because that's what everyone told me to do. Right. And I did a semester was incredibly overwhelmed with way too much work. And then I just ultimately made the decision to drop out. And it was like that fear of what my family was gonna say, 
and then confusion about what's going to happen because snarls wasn't like we didn't have nearly as much attention as we do now right at that point so I was like fuck like what the fuck am I putting my life like my life is in the hands of what right now a train's gonna come you're gonna hear a train I love yeah I, <laughs> my backyard there's the train track um sorry to cut you off um no you're fine All this another thing I want to add to um is what did you just say? Why are my thoughts? That train really, really. Can I finish my train? Of yes. Okay. Sorry, I thought you were anyway. done. Good. No, that was like, <laughs> really helped. Anyway, train. Okay. Yeah, I was talking about <laughs> confusion and that fear, and like, what the hell am I putting my life in the hands of right now? And mm-hmm. it was me processing all that, and then you know we wrote some songs, played some shows, and it turned out really well. So now I'm like, oh shit. I want people to just like, you know, have those epiphanies by themselves to my music. Cause I was having those epiphanies to other music, you know? And I was, I went through a breakup recently, you know, recently. Yeah. Like five, five months ago. And you know, there was a point then where I was listening to songs in my car after work, just fucking bawling my eyes out. Cause I was with someone for two and a half years. Mm-hmm. We broke up. So, was, and now I'm at that point where I'm, you know, just putting energy into myself and into snarls. And I feel like with this album, I just want, I want people to realize that they are able to prioritize themselves and that's okay. Yeah. Especially when you're feeling emotions as deeply as, you know, what the songs are about, I guess, you know, thinking about your whole life, I guess, you know, cause that is important. That's so important. You know, it's your life. It's what you're going to do. But like, you know, just to have that epiphany that like it's hard and it sucks and I'm bawling my eyes out right now, but it's all for a good cause and it's all going to work for growth. out. Yeah. It's all for growth. And yeah. I just like, you're always learning something and that's, yeah. that's what I want people to know. Um, I, relate to Riley in the aspect of like just I know you dropped out of college I I did not go to school I'm not in school um so I as long as I've really like been in this band which is not that long I mean it's been my dream since I was like a little girl to like just make music and like play on a stage like that's my absolute favorite place in the world to be sorry um but anyway um I I want to be there too for those people that you know are feeling lost and confused because they know school is not for them and whether it be music or like another like career path that they want to take like for a long while like while that career is like building itself and flourishing like you're just holding on to that dream mm-hmm. and um sometimes like it slips from your fingers or like it gets like really thin and like really hard to hold on to like when shit's like rough or something. I don't know. But then there's like those moments too that are reflected in the album, just like where those dreams are really, really fat and thick and you can really hold on to it and you can really like picture it. And um, that's what I want to capture too, is like when your dreams are big and when you really like feel that momentum just to follow it. Cause 
I can't tell you like even this young like how many times like I've already I already feel like I've missed some opportunities because I was like too scared to run for them or like I doubted myself but like chances are like if you start running like you'll pick up the pace like you figure out figure it out as you go like as you know so anyway that's what I really want people to get out of it is like just fucking run for it like you have like what 80 years on this earth like that's not that long so do what you want I feel like I feel like you know it's it is really hard to you know take leaps in life and to take risks it's so scary Mm -hmm. and it's so it's just a lot to think about and it's a lot on your emotions it's a lot on your mind but like you said you know dreams when you have dreams like that you know dreams are big and you know you can have the biggest most wildest dreams and I feel like I just want people to know that that means something the fact that your dreams are so big means something Mm -hmm. because our like social climate too is just so conditioned to suppress those and it breaks my heart like a lot of my close friends just like because everything needs to have a monetary benefit nowadays for it to make it needs to be a safety net which i get for some people and like for me like some people like just come from like privileged families and like so there is that safety net to allow them to like kind of make those leaps earlier granted like my family's not loaded with money but like i have a safe place to come home to if everything crashes and burns i understand that um so i'm not just saying that out of my ass but you know within your means and within your reasons i think you should leap and try your best with all you got because like I said life's short bro like which one will do (laughs) yeah I like that I like that you're trying to inspire and kind of motivate in that way of like you know discover the parts of yourself that you need to with those epiphanies and then go for it Mm -hmm. yeah and it's gonna be dark bro like you gotta you have to do a lot of like looking in and that's not easy to do because a lot of it's really ugly and on my end, I'm really ugly on the inside sometimes. We all are. It's not supposed to be pretty there. You're supposed to just kind of do a little at a time when it comes to self-improvement and then you get there eventually. Yeah. And then yeah. there's always something else. <laughs> Dude, yeah. there's always something. Today was one of those days. It was one thing after the other. That's why, like, I was, I don't know, if you could see me, like, choking slash crying, today's been insane. So I'm real passionate right now. <laughs> you got me in my prime time. Well, hopefully we can get you some more positive feels and vibes out of this. Yes. Oh, no, 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 not that. We're doing great, but yeah. (laughs) My emotions are at a high right now, I will say. Yeah, I I feel that. I've had those days too. I can relate. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, this is a really exciting year for you. It feels like there's going to be a lot going on. You're going on this awesome tour with Citizen, so congrats with that. Are you excited? (laughs) Oh, yes. Oh, we're so excited. Citizen has been one of my favorite bands for a very long time. So when uh, Joe from Take This to Heart hit us with that, I was like, excuse me? <laughs> excuse me. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> um, yes, I will tour with Citizen and Fury. Thank you. Um, yeah, I'm really excited. Um, I'm excited to get a taste. I know Mick is too, because like Riley was saying, uh, Mick had like all of the knowledge and for, like logistics and the business side. She booked all of our tours, found all of, found housing, like got our places to stay, like made sure we were everywhere on time. She was like band manager, bandmate, and like merch person when um Amber couldn't come with us. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of kept our shit together. Amber is like our merch person, mediator, bestie that comes in there with us sometimes. So anyway, um, 
yeah, I know Mick will be very excited to have some of that stress alleviated off of her yeah. too. So yeah, it should be like a really fun time. I can't really see anything being like crazy yeah. stressful besides us just not getting up on time. We'll be yeah. fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that won't be an issue though. Uh, anyways, but like, I don't know. Yeah, I was this is that. like our first quote unquote real tour, you know, cause it's like our first tour out of DIY, you know, it's all venues. Yeah. It's just crazy that this is happening with Citizen, nonetheless. It's like, damn. <laughs> Ugh. Like, and yeah, we've all, I've, I'm not like, you know, I'm a huge diehard fan. I'm like, not as big as a fan as Chloe is, but like, I definitely really appreciate Citizen and I love, I love their music a lot and their sounds. So it's just like, in like getting that recognition from people like them who have the kind of following that they do. A songwriter like Matt. Yeah, and like just musicians yeah, like dude. that acknowledging us. Yeah, it's, it's huge. It's huge. And it's like, it's making everything worth it. And it's just lining everything up in my head, you know? Oh, for sure. Because at that point, it's like, I think that whenever you start to get those kind of opportunities, as artists, you start to feel really validated for all the work that you've put in. I was going to say that validation. Yeah. Especially, especially for Mick. I'm not sure about this hundred percent, but I, I can make an educated guess that she is just, you know, so relieved to finally have this recognition and to finally you know, with this signing, she's able to have that, some of that weight of managing taken off of her shoulders, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and Take This to Heart is a great label and stuff. Yeah, they're really helpful with all this, too. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I know we keep, like, saying, like, Mick, 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 but no, like, we, I'm not saying, like, we are, like, crazy, like, far along or anything. I'm just saying we would not at all be where we are at all without Mick. Like, I am really lazy a lot of the time and I would not <laughs> answer emails like I'm just admitting that so yeah because like she's amazing she's amazing I've wanted to be in a band I want to be in, I wanted to be a musician for so long I've wanted to be a successful musician in a successful band I just didn't know how mm-hmm. I'll write the music though yeah I'll write the music and <laughs> I'll show up <laughs> I just don't know who to talk to first <laughs> that's where Mick comes in <laughs> everything that you need to do yeah and max is geek too because he loves citizen as well we were listening to them on the way to the gig yesterday yeah a little bit yeah that's awesome yeah thank you i love to hear that well it's great that you have so many great people in your band and like your team around you now who really just support what you're doing that's so cool i couldn't ask for a better team me neither take this to heart we've been signed to them for a month a month now at this point and they've stuck their neck out in so many different directions at many different lakes for us and um a lot is coming of it it's just i think we've made a great choice mm-hmm. i've got joe in my phone he sends me memes <laughs> um yeah we're it's all good i don't i may have lied to you it might be a twitter meme he's gonna be like what the hell meme are you talking about in our text thread because there isn't one um but even <laughs> even, we're on good terms so um yeah great great team mm-hmm. i agree yeah. that's so awesome well you've got this incredible record dropping you're going on tour anything else going on this year that you're like really looking forward to um not yet we're kind of still booking stuff out we don't really have much of our year figured out actually at this point in time um really I would just say 
playing shows is really what I'm looking forward to, just playing more and more shows mm-hmm. out of Ohio. And hopefully yeah. just, like, my goal for this year is, like, seeing how much press we can get. I feel like, because, like, I want to get some, like, really wicked-ass press. Mm-hmm. And be on, even if we're on the cover of an indie mag, we're on a cover of a magazine. Okay, maybe not this year, but, like, when, before I die, I want to... I want she shreds to recognize me, Somehow. or Mick, or you, or us. Somehow, so badly. Dude, That'd be sick, I, dude. She shreds. I have literally like ten copies upstairs in my room. Like I am obsessed. That's a good magazine. I'm obsessed with she shreds. Anyway, sorry. That's one of my like goals. Oh my god. Yeah. Every everything that we have announced is what we have in the books for now. awesome we'll have to make sure everybody can find all that that's so good well uh i know that you mentioned that one of your dreams is uh she shreds but i got another question for you similar in that vibe um if you could play with any three artists or musicians as like your dream show that can be currently active or you can bring them back from the dead who would it be go ahead Ooh. Like be in the like in a group with them, or just play a show with these other bands, or like play a show with these other bands, and you can each pick three. By the way, mm. dang, I don't know. I I really mm. I don't fuck. I, I okay. I kind of want to play a show with the 1975 just to see how they perform because I've never seen them live. But I yeah, to. we're not going to go see them. We're going to play a show with them. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> That's how you ensure it happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically. I don't know. Yeah, the 1975. Wallows. Ooh, yeah. For you. That's your Actually answer. Actually scratch the 1975. No, you get three answers. Yeah, so then I need two more good ones. Because the 1975 <laughs> is like... Not, they're good. They're good, just not my taste. Okay, I was like, what do you mean? No, like, they're good. It's not okay, my okay, taste right, specifically. Right. Too no, I can, I feel you. I feel you. But I like wallows. Wallows, they're good. I like them. I like that surfy rock sound. It's, mm-hmm. cool. it's not like super surfy, but kind of surfy. Um, who else? We have to play a show with Wolf Alice, dude. Mm, that'd be uh, sick. Okay, that is a collective one of our answers. That's just collective, yeah. <laughs> Max would just agree with us. I know. I will put my dead body on that one. <laughs> um, I was about to say microwave, but we literally played a show with microwave, so never mind. <laughs> um, okay, it's not a band, but I want to play a show with Marina and the Diamonds so bad. She's just Marina now. It's Marina. Or Casha, Casha Bro. Mm. Could you imagine us like opening for a pop group? That'd be sick. You could open for Kesha, especially like the variety of sounds that she's experimented with across yeah. the, mm-hmm. over the last couple of years. You could totally play a Kesha show. No question. I want her to just go back on like a cannibal tour. It's that, do you know what I'm talking about? It's like, the, it's like blue and there's glitter and like, yeah, yeah. you know what album I'm talking about? Okay. That era. That, well, I know it's all like that. All her old stuff is like that same era, but that album specifically. Mm-hmm. So I'm not bringing her back from the dead, but I want to open for Kesha on a cannibal tour. You want to time travel to cannibal era. I got you. I got you. And open. Yes. <laughs> that's my, that, that's my shit. Um, and then <sighs> manifesting Tiger Straw. Oh yeah. I want to play a, a great one. Real bad. 
really bad. I've been saying that um, for like a year and a half, like out loud. So I feel like maybe it'll happen if I just keep saying it louder oh, and louder. My last one is Bully. Ooh, Bully's great too. Mm-hmm. That would be a sick show. I love that. You can step louder if you like. My mom is like trying to be super discreet. <laughs> go through the room it's really cute thank you for being respectful (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's so good um (laughs) no your list of picks are awesome and I love it and you know what if there's like an anniversary tour for cannibal or something I'm sure y'all could open on it I'm just oh my god thank you for your support Absolutely. I like to send vibes into the universe because you never know. I end up seeing all these really great bands that I talk to end up opening or like at some point headlining their own tours with people that they care about and that they yeah. get excited about. So I'd like yeah. to see you get some of yours. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Riley and I are all about putting vibes out in the universe. Yeah, that's totally what we do. Yeah. Well, we're going to have to put one out big time for Burst to just be huge because it's an awesome record and it deserves it. That's for sure. Thank you so much. You're so sweet. Yeah, of course. Um, So thanks so much for taking time to chat with me. Where can everybody keep up with Snarls on the internet? Um, We are Snarls Band on every social media platform, but our website is snarlsmusic.com. And there's like tour dates and merch and other announcements like just on the site but we keep up we announce everything like on twitter and instagram and facebook so mm-hmm. yeah. we're, we're pretty active on instagram we're active on everything yeah yeah awesome well everybody's gonna have to give you all the follows find all your music and yeah give you all the support this is a big year for you yeah yes, thank, thank you. you so much we appreciate you uh hitting us up yeah yeah no problem yeah
You just heard Snarls. Thank you so much to Chloe and Riley for joining and to James Kassar for helping us get in touch. Be sure to stream and support Burst, which is available March 6th on Take This to Heart Records. That's it for this week, but you can always keep up with me online. Follow the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for regular updates. Subscribe and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, Stitcher, Overcast, and more. Want to tell me what you think of the podcast? Leave a review on any of the apps. I'd love to hear from you. For more news, thoughts, feels, or just all the podcast episodes, please visit anchorgirlmusic.com. If you're interested in pledging your support on Patreon, please feel free to visit the website or at patreon.com slash angrygirlmusic. Every patron gets a shout out on the website and the pod and more. So thank you to the following monthly patrons, Molly, Carly, Kendra, and Sam. I'm always booking guest spots, so hit me up at angrygirlmusic at gmail.com. Whether you write and play music, run a blog, take photos, work in publicity, or book shows, this can be a space for you. Send me a link to your work and let's chat. Until next time, stay angry and vote! I'm not who I thought I was going